Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Ventures of Flash, my podcast. Uh, first week in October, uh, my, one of my favorite months of the year. And uh, we uh, appreciate all you guys tuning in. All you new listeners, go back and listen to my other 30 episodes of my podcast. Uh, we do trending topics. We do interviews with celebrities. We even interview people that's not celebrities. You guys want to get on the podcast? Send in a request, and we'll try to hook you up. Uh, keep those questions coming in for the one of the favorite parts of some of my uh, segments of my podcast: questions and answers. That's what I really get a kick out of when I get all those questions in, and a lot of those questions is personal, and I try to answer them as uh, truthfully as I can. Uh, we get a blast out of that, guys. Keep that coming to, uh, keep uh, all those ideas for the podcast coming in and, uh, we'll keep t-shirts coming out to y'all and, uh, we got a good deal here, uh, people, uh, we do the podcast exactly like you want. We do the episodes on the subjects that you want. So I love it. So keep that rolling, uh. Tonight, we're going to continue. we got requests. We're going to continue with our theme for October's. Uh, we're going to try to get back out there or to that haunted house that we went out to last year, if that's possible. But we're wanting all y'all guys, that if you got any kind of hauntings at your house, uh, you live in a haunted house, uh, you've got paranormal activity going on, Give us a ring, a, a email, a message, a, a something, so we can know where you're at and get a hold of you. Uh, you might hear a knock at the door. You might open the door, and you might hear the following word. The Adventures of Flash is here to do a podcast, and uh, we might come in there and try to exercise your ghosts, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So give us a holler, and we'll try to get out on out there, y'all. So... uh Keep everything rolling on tonight. We're going to do a segment tonight on some scary Halloween stories. Yep, Halloween fun. It's uh, always a great fun on Halloween. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk to y'all about a few things uh, after we hear some of these stories. And uh, I hope y'all enjoy these stories because you asked for them. And I complied. Get ready, everyone. Here it comes. Drink, grab that favorite beverage and kick back. I'm drinking my favorite beverage, milk. Number one. This happened on Halloween four years ago. I was sitting on the sofa in my apartment relaxing with my laptop, waiting for kids to come knock on my door as I usually did. Being too old to trick or treat, but not a fan of parties. However, this year, I had just moved to a new apartment, which was farther away from the larger homes I lived near before, and fewer kids seemed to be in the area. One of the reasons was that it was an apartment complex for single guys, 
and was far enough from my college that people who lived here had to drive to school. Still, I had a small bucket of candy prepared, as usual, which I had been snacking from. The apartments on both sides of me are usually quiet. Nobody lives in the apartment above mine. So far, the evening was just hours of silence and occasional music from my laptop. It was seven o'clock and still not a single person had stopped by for candy. I suddenly realized that I might have left my outside light off. I wasn't used to my apartment yet, so I opened the door and looked outside to check. It was off. No wonder nobody had stopped by. I flipped the switch on and looked back outside to see if people were there. I couldn't see anyone walking around, but it was dark and the complex was large, so I didn't think much of it. I closed the door and started walking back towards the sofa. That was fast, I thought. I walked back to my sofa, stopped the music on my laptop, and picked up the bowl of candy. When I walked back to the open door, a young dark-skinned boy, probably about 10 years old at most, stood there by himself with what looked like white flowers sprinkled all over the top of his head. He was wearing a Spongebob shirt, and it didn't seem to be a costume, nor dressed unusually, except for the white flower that was on his short hair and forehead. He didn't say trick-or-treat, but he looked up at me and seemed irritated for some reason. Can I use your bathroom? His voice was monotone, almost like he was trying to fake a robot voice. I smiled, a bit shocked that my first visitor was this kid, and he didn't even want any candy. Sure, but be quick. He ran inside past me and closed the bathroom door, locking it behind him. I decided to keep the front door open and stand next to it while I waited for him to finish, holding the bowl of candy while looking to see if anyone else was coming toward my apartment. Ten minutes later and nobody came by, and the boy was still in my bathroom. Are you okay? There wasn't an answer, but I could hear him walking around behind the door. The water faucet turned on a tiny bit. It was just streaming softly. I waited by the door. Two minutes later, and the water was still running. My front door was open, and it was dark outside, except for the glow from my porch light. Um, can you come out for a second? I started to worry if the boy was alright, or if he was playing some kind of prank. After all, it was Halloween. I'm opening the door. I knew it was locked, but I tried wiggling the handle to see if it would budge. The water was running, but I couldn't hear anything else from behind the door. Can you open the door? I need to use the bathroom, I said, using that as an excuse. I was starting to panic a little inside. Maybe he was hurt. There was still no answer. Now I was really starting to get worried. I ran my shoulder into the door once, wondering if what I see people do in crime dramas really works or not. It really hurt. I tried it again, and again. Then I tried kicking the door. At this point, I'm starting to freak out. The bathroom doesn't have a key, so there was no way to open it. I'm calling the police. Actually, I was worried if the police would even show up in a reasonable amount of time on Halloween. I called them anyway, and they said they were in the neighborhood and could be right over. 
While they drove over, I explained on the phone what was going on. When they arrived, I ran outside and unlocked the complex gate, then followed them back to my apartment. The two officers arrived. They heard the water running, and then started kicking at the door. One of them had a crowbar, but didn't need to use it. My cheap wooden bathroom door was open in a few solid kicks. It shot open, spraying paint dust and wood chips everywhere. Then I saw both of the officers pull out their radios at the same time and enter the bathroom. I ran up behind them to see what happened, but the officers' figures were blocking the view. Oh boy, I heard one of them say. Now I was freaking out, and I couldn't talk. I was already uncomfortable in my new apartment. I didn't want to have a memory of finding a dead boy in my bathroom. Both officers were shuffling around in the bathroom. Then they stepped out and put their radios away. They looked at me sternly, and then one of them sighed. <sighs> I'm not sure what to say. I'm going to let you off with a warning because it's Halloween. My mind was filled with nothing but confusion and fear. I couldn't even look back at the officers after seeing their expressions. I'll have one of our guys give you a call tomorrow to discuss this. For now, don't call us up anymore tonight. And then they walked out of the front door. One of them turned back to look at me, and then left the door open. In my panic, I ran into the bathroom. The floor was covered with tiny white wood chips from the door. The faucet was off. I didn't even realize the officers had turned it off. Nothing was there. Nothing else was touched. The next morning, I got a call from a woman. I was certain when I answered the phone that I was going to be in trouble. But what followed shocked me. I was going to call you in regards to a prank phone call this morning, but after reading the report the police gave me, I'm not too surprised this happened in the first place, was what I heard. This is the apartment manager, by the way. We had the same call from someone in that apartment five years ago for a similar thing. Maybe you can ask the police for more details, but simply put, when we used to be family housing, a boy died in that bathroom seven years ago. They say he drowned in a bathtub. I couldn't say anything. Happened seven years ago, and after they left, the next residents called the police a couple of years later, saying that they heard a boy locked in their bathroom and wanted us to come help. When we got there, it was empty. So it was a ghost? Was all I could ask. I'm not saying anything. I don't know about all that. I'm just saying that this is not the first time. But the whole bathroom has been remodeled since then. It was a long time ago. The call continued and we talked about some other things, mostly unrelated to the event of the previous night. I hung up the phone and was feeling a bit shaken. Nothing else happened that day. I decided I'd better call someone to fix the door. The apartment manager told me that she would pay for it, then jokingly told me not to let any kids use it. I tried as hard as I could to smile over the phone. The next day, the repair company came by. They called me on my cell phone, and I jogged outside to let them in. Right then, it felt like my insides were hit with a rock. I suddenly remembered that my apartment complex has a gate. Nobody without a key could enter. It's no wonder that there were no people trick-or-treating at my apartment complex. It was a singles apartment. No kids lived there, and no kids could have entered. Wow. Number two.
This really freaked me out. Yesterday, I noticed that my neighbor hadn't put out any of his Halloween decorations or lights, etc. The past two years I've lived next to him, he's gone all out for Halloween. I don't know him well. He's younger, single, but I know he likes kids, not in a creepy way. His brother and sister-in-law and their kids always visit him, and he plays with his three young nieces and nephews out in the yard. So anyway, I got home from work and was walking up my driveway, and I saw him outside and said something like, Hey man, you better get your Halloween stuff up or that house up the street is going to beat you for best decorations. He kind of smiles sheepishly and says he's actually going to keep his house dark this year and just put out candy. I asked if he was going out of town, but he said no. Something happened last year that really scared him. Now I was concerned for my own safety if some weirdos were coming around our neighborhood, which is a pretty safe neighborhood with tons of young families living here. So I asked him what happened. He said last year he had his brother's family over so they could trick or treat in the neighborhood since they live in an apartment complex that doesn't do much for Halloween. He had a bunch of kids come to the door like always. His family took off around 10.30 and there were only a few older trick or treaters, but by 11.30 they were pretty much done. So he was inside watching TV when the doorbell rings. He grabs the candy bowl and heads over, noticing that it's a little past midnight and that's pretty rude for trick-or-treaters to still be out, but notices he hadn't turned off all his decoration lights yet, so his house is still a beacon. He swings the door open and is about to yell something to freak them out, but stops dead when he sees the kids at the door. He said one was possibly around 13 to 14 years of age, and the other was maybe around 16 or 17. Both were boys. They weren't dressed up, but he remembers the older one was wearing a flannel checkered shirt. He was immediately overcome with uneasiness, like opening the door was a huge mistake. They just stared at him, and he noticed they had really big irises and dilated pupils. He couldn't even see the whites of their eyes so we figured they must have been contact lenses. He was frozen there, holding the candy bowl, like he couldn't slam the door in their face as much as he wanted to. So he nervously tried to smile at them, hoping they would break character and ask for candy or something. The younger one said they had gotten lost and needed to come in and use his phone. That's when he closed the door more than halfway on them and said, No, sorry. The older one then said, can we just wait in your house until our parents come get us? But by then, he was convinced that his life was in danger and the kids must be high on something or intending to rob him and just kept mumbling, no, sorry, good night, as he inched the door closed and locked it. He told me he was so fucking scared at that point that they were going to try to break in through one of his windows or something. But he looked through his peephole and they turned around slowly and left. He sat back down to watch TV at a really low volume so he could hear any sounds. And he said he stayed up until about 5 a.m. because he was too scared to go to bed and drop his guard. The whole time he was telling me this, I was thinking that this sounds really familiar, just like the black-eyed kid's urban legend. Then I thought, hey, maybe this dude is trying to scare me because after all, he does have the Halloween spirit. So I'm looking at him incredulously, but trying not to seem too gullible. So I said, Man, that's really crazy. Sounds like the black-eyed kids. 
He just looks at me blankly. The what? Is that a movie or something? I said no, but told him to look it up online. About an hour later, I get a knock on my door, and admittedly, I almost jump out of my skin, thinking it might be a demon child. It was my neighbor, and his eyes were huge. He swears to me up and down that he had never heard of the black-eyed kids before, and it was so similar to what happened to him. So we talked for a while longer, and I told him that quite a few people knew about this urban legend, and it's possible it was just teenagers with black contacts trying to freak people out on Halloween, which would be genius, by the way. But he said the fear he felt was so primal, it came over him the second he opened the door. Anyways, beware. Halloween would definitely be the perfect cover for them. Number 3 Halloween is a holiday I happen to be quite fond of. The decorations lighting the block and the anticipation over who will ring the doorbell. The tradition we kept in our home was harmless and very loved by the town. We would take photos of each group that came to the door, and then the school would do a collage of the photos. Last year was when I stopped the tradition. Though my stubbornness has kept me from hating the holiday, therefore I still decorated this year. As always, it came four in the afternoon, and the doorbell rang. I opened the door to the children's off-tuned, Twinkle Twee, and I took out my camera, a witch, a ninja, and a power ranger. The young girl was the witch, and she made it a point to tell me that her mother had made the costume just for her. I snapped a picture and gave them each a handful of candy before they scurried away to the next house. Their parents waved to me and told me how excited they were to see the next collage of photos to hang on the wall. I shut the door and let the Polaroid slip out, waving it in the air for it to come into focus as I awaited the next group of children. This went on for two hours until the crowd was getting smaller. The youngest of the crowd was being walked home, and I always stood outside to give another handful of candy to them so they would be more willing to their tired parents. Their eyes lit up at the new handful of candy and bounced away, and soon, the older kids came. I never turned anyone away. I always thought that if they had enough in them to dress up, they could have candy. I always bought a load of it anyway. Why deny them a treat? It wasn't unusual to have a few rude teenagers, but after the usual came by, I began to realize I was growing more and more tired. I was thinking of calling it a night, but before I could begin to turn off the lights outside and put away the candy, another knock came to the door. Unlike the rest, this group asked, Trick or treat? Open up and we will choose for you. I laughed at the little phrase and nodded my head. <laughs> All right, I'm sure you'll choose something fun. I reached for the doorknob and started to see that it was already turning. I furrowed my brow at this and shook my head. No, that isn't how you get candy. I thought it was just another group of children joking or teens being a bit too devious. But my eyes looked down to the usual shadows that would be cast under the doorway and saw nothing. And yet... The voices still chimed from the other side. We choose trick. It was a cold and dark tone, enough to make me quickly lock the top lock of the door and step back. I felt my heart beating quickly. 
My hand shook with the candy dancing within the basket they were held in. We choose trick. Open up, or you will be our treat. The voice was demanding, and a scratch ran from the top of the door to the bottom, but still no shadow was shown. Please open up. A voice of a little girl was now coming from the other side. I only meant it as a joke. I'm sorry. I saw the shadow of what appeared to be a dress and felt relieved, but as soon as I moved closer, I let my paranoia take over and peered through the peephole. Nothing, though a shadow stood at the bottom. There was indeed no one there. <laughs> Can you please open up? She giggled. I put the candy down, and my brain thought of one thing, taking its photo. I took the camera into my hands and grabbed the doorknob. I thought if I got a photo, there would be a reason for whatever it was to stop. Such silly logic now that I look back on it. I opened the door and snapped the photo, only to hear a scream, and felt my body being pushed to the ground. I felt my head hit against the side table, and everything went black. I awoke to my neighbor hovering over me, with worry painted in her eyes. Those teenagers never learn, she said. She always blamed teenagers for everything. I leaned forward and saw my camera was broken on the floor, but I was more concerned for the photo. I started looking for it, ignoring my neighbor trying to look at my head that was still pounding. Finally, I saw it, laying on the ground under a scattered amount of candy bags. Reaching forward and dusting it off, I stared at it and felt my blood run cold. There was nothing, but something was written on the bottom of the Polaroid. Next year. I don't have candy this year, nor do I have a camera, but I have the photo, and as the holiday comes near, I will simply leave a bowl of candy in front of my door and stay with my neighbor. I'm still not sure what made me more afraid. The fact that the photo had a smiley face, or the fact that it wasn't a photo of my door, but of my neighbor's. Either way, I can't let the woman face this alone. Dang, yo. I don't know about y'all, but that kind of scared me a little bit. Those stories that was sent in were supposedly true stories. I mean, I don't know, you know, but supposedly true stories. So y'all keep those stories coming in this month. I'd like to get some more. Uh, I got a few more uh, stories uh, already, but... Uh, y'all keep them coming in, and we'll keep putting them on the air. And uh, if y'all got a, if you live in a haunted house or you know anybody that has a haunted house, give us a call. We'd like to go out there and check it out. Uh, our folks love doing that kind of sort of thing, and we want to get it on the air if possible. And we've enjoyed this podcast tonight. We're going to cut the podcast a little short tonight. Uh, we're working 12-hour days, so... Uh, we don't have a whole lot of time to uh, to uh, put into our podcast and uh, investigate stuff and research it, but we love the stuff y'all sent in. Uh, keep those questions coming in, and uh, on the next episode, we could possibly do questions and answers. We've got a whole bunch of them in, and we'll probably do that, and uh, 
I enjoyed this tonight. I hope everybody enjoyed it and uh, keep those ideas coming in. And uh, all you people be safe this week. And uh, I believe I cut the podcast about the right time for you to listen to it on the way to work. Uh, Put our podcast on and listen to it uh, on the way to work or back home from work or of a night when you're kicked back in your easy chair drinking your favorite beverage. Uh, Just uh, keep on listening and keep on liking the podcast and keep on supporting us, and we're going to support all you guys. And with that, I'm going to say good night, and I'm going to say I love you guys.